familiar with this verse. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. You can maybe quote it with me. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. And then the footnote there is, or make smooth or straight your path. And a good example of doing this in the financial area follows a few verses later. You know, here it tells us what to do, and then a few verses later, in Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, it says, Honor the Lord with your possessions. Or substance. Or Remember substance. I shared that last week. That's right. And with the first fruits of your increase, so shall your barns be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. You know, that goes contrary to what our natural understanding would tell us. It, it just is contrary to what our natural thinking would be that if we give a tithe or we give an offering or so forth, or the natural way of thinking would be, well, that's that much less that I have than to do the things that I need to do. But if this is, it's what we do when we are trusting in the Lord with all our heart, we act according to the word instead of what our natural thinking right. would say to do. Yeah. And this is what we do when we acknowledge God, acknowledge. In all our ways, we acknowledge him. And with our finances, we acknowledge him. The word know is right in the middle of that word acknowledge. And what that is, it's knowing him, that he's a good, good father. And if he asks us to do something, if it's in his word, if the Bible tells us this, it's going to be good. And when we act in faith, according to what God's word tells us, regardless of how many things may seem to our sense knowledge, how they may seem, you know, how they may seem in the natural, contrary, we will find, find our pathway will become smooth and straight over time if we walk according to the word. And this is absolutely true in regard to finances or to money. Uh, there, that scripture, just to close here in the Amplified Bible says it this way, honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from righteous labors and with the first fruits of all your income. So shall your storage places be filled with plenty and your vats, vats shall be overflowing with new wine. And that indicates joy too, the new wine there. And so, Lord, as we do, as we give of our tithes and our offerings unto you, we do it because your word tells us to. Because you tell us to, and we believe in you. We trust you as our good, good Father who always is thinking for our best. And so we do this. We are giving. We do it in the name of Jesus. And once again, for giving, you can mail to Ten Strike Community Church, Post Office Box 67, Ten Strike, Minnesota, 56683, or you can go to our website and give online there as well. We do currently, we have a benevolent fund we're giving to 
And do let us know if you're having a need. If you need food or some essentials, please let us know about that. And that's what we use that for, then that benevolent fund, we call it. And then also, we're having another offering opportunity for our live streaming computer and the new monitor we're getting. The guys, I'm just really impressed with how they're working on stuff. And every week you can see improvements and how they're working on things. In just a moment, actually, we're going to have Doug share with you about um, something that I, I was going to try to explain it, but I thought, Doug, you better do this, I think. And while he's getting ready to do that, um, just a couple other announcements here, too. Um, Wednesday, we'll be having our touch point against, again on Wednesday, and I believe we'll have Gus there. I believe he's going to be sharing a testimony, or a great testimony, uh, with us on Sunday. I got forgot to Wednesday. confirm that on Wednesday. forgot to confirm it, but does that like seem like a goal, Gus? You know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, well, anyway, uh, that'll be Wednesday at 10 o'clock. And then Ruby's Pantry uh, is going to be on May 20 at 4 o'clock, but that's still a week out. But just to let you know that, there will be one on May 20, 4 o'clock at the Sanford Center, and also June 3. And we did have a, a pastor's Zoom meeting again this week um, with the Bemidji pastors, and uh, I could say we were t the main topic that we shared about was reentry. When we do reenter, our hearts were along a line of it would really be great if we could all begin on the same Sunday together as a united corporate joining together uh, when we can meet uh, inside. But of course, there's a lot of question marks, and that's what we talked about. We just don't know at this time. So that's something to be praying about. Be praying for our governor and our governmental leaders, what they have to say, but then what the Lord is showing. And then when we do, what that, what is that going to look like exactly? How will we be doing it? I know the Lord's going to give direction for that. Doug, are you ready to share here? You don't have, oh, well, there's no internet there? Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, we're going to be looking at the Word here together now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So are we, are we online? Doug, are we online now? Or not? Maybe we'll start something else here before we go to get the green light. Make sure we're actually... Thank you, Lord, for your hand upon the internet. Yeah. Thank you. We rely upon that for this. Yeah. Praise your name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you for your hand upon 
all of the services that are going on across the country. I thank you that you are using this to bring your word, your truth to many people across this land. We thank you that you help with technical things, that you bring them forth by your spirit, Lord. And you can bring your truth. Lord, we pray for those this morning that may be dealing specifically, even some that would be watching, would want to be watching here that uh, actually are dealing with this COVID virus. Lord, we pray for your healing power and the stop of any spread in any families. In Jesus' name, we pray for that today. We thank you that you bring forth your word and great power in this day through your people. Through your people. You're bringing it forth. Oh, Father, we pray for a fresh flow of your Holy Spirit just to inundate and to sweep through the hearts of people. In Jesus' name, sweep through their hearts. Just bringing forth a new and fresh flow of your spirit. We're anticipating Pentecost Sunday coming in a few weeks. And we pray about that, Lord. We pray for the flow of your Holy Spirit in a powerful way through this church and other churches here in northern Minnesota, throughout this whole state and then this whole country as well. In Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Are we on now, Doug? Okay, so we are live. All right. Well, then we're going to get into our message here. And it's a story of God's guidance, our story. And really, it's our story of Joyce and mine, of our Heavenly Father and His leading us in the major decisions of our lives, the minor decisions of our lives, as we place our trust in Him, His providence and care um, has been so evident in our lives. Providence, that word means and it's often capitalized, but it means divine guidance or care. God conceived as the power sustaining and guiding human destiny. And uh, I know you note that the word providence and then the word provide is right in there. There's a great connection there because in his providence, where he leads you, he will provide for you. That's just the way it is. And then there's provision. His provision will be there. He has that vision to see ahead of time what will need to be provided. 
prior to or before we even get to the place he's leading us, he will have it in place for us. God has a divine plan for good that he fulfills as we submit to his lordship and put our trust in him. And he not only has a good plan for us, but he also knows what we'll need to be provided for so that plan can transpire. I remember Henry Vanderbush used to say that when he was here. He would say, where God guides, he provides. And that is the truth. He takes care of us and he provides for us. He has a plan. He has the provision for us. Our part is to know him, to surrender our lives to his lordship and trust him to bring forth his plan and his provision in our lives. And that's for you today as an individual, for you as a family, for us as a church, for whatever you're involved with. Believing in his divine providence in our lives. Hallelujah. So, we're going to begin to share some things of what the Lord did in our lives. Going back to 1973, what kind of started it was, I came across a letter that Joyce had written to me in 1973. But Joyce is going to start out here with something that she with this photo number one, with this letter, and or wherever you want to start there. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a letter that I received as probably all the kids on campus at Northwestern. It was my first year there because I transferred from Dort College to Northwestern my sophomore year, and it was just an invitation for... Um, small groups or cell groups yep. and um, I knew I wanted to do that also I'd seen on the bulletin board in my new dorm that a certain place at a certain time if you were interested um, to sign up and so I did that okay you can just share however long, you know, these photos we have here. For no, the we're show not them. ready for that one. <laughs> okay. All right. But anyway, um, the first time I went to meet, I was assigned, told me the names of the people, and I was assigned this certain group, and we were going to meet in the uh, lobby of one of another dorm, and all I knew was that the name Steve Pomp, that he was the organizer of the campus cell groups. I'd never met him before. And then um, when I went to my assigned group, I could see his name was on my assigned group. So I went, I stepped into um, that area there. He was a tall, skinny, Cowboy, <laughs> cowboy boots on, <laughs> South Dakota guy. Um, but in my spirit, I just felt like it, the, the impression was there, he's going to be your husband. 
And this was a little different for me. I'm one that did not date through high school at all. It was boys, that wasn't a big thing with me. And when I would decide to go to college, it wasn't to go to find a husband. <laughs> it was to go to get an education. And so um, dating was not top on my list. But I had that quiet impression. And then I met him, <laughs> Steve Pump. So anyway. So through that year. But I didn't was... tell him this. Believe you me, I didn't tell him that for a long, long time. <laughs> yeah, so this was Joyce's sophomore year. It was my junior year in college. And there were different things through the year. Of course, we were in the cell group together. And there were some things that she asked me for input on with some relatives of hers and just some advice on some things. So we had some interaction like that. But That's what impressed me about him. His heart for the Lord. He was willing to lead out with helping people. Um, and I ended up in some counseling situations that um, I remember going to him and just praying with him and asking for help. How do I help this person? Because some of them were quite serious. And I was just impressed by his heart to help people. And you can go to number two, photo number two. And, uh, but we, you know, we never had a quote date. We did, I remember sometimes at some of the cell group meetings afterwards, we'd go for a walk or something, things like that, but it wasn't really It was a not date. a date. <laughs> it wasn't a date. And, but then we did have one. We found this yes. picture. I and just found this in our photo album, and written on it was getting ready for a date with Steve Pomp, May 12, May whatever, 1972. Um, that was it. That was the last month of the year, and I think that was our first date. And by then, I already knew in my heart that the Lord wanted me to transfer to Calvin College in Grand Rapids, Michigan, 800 miles away. So that was a pretty important date. Yeah. For me. Let's go to number four. We're going to skip around just a little bit in those photos. This will be number four. This one I think I've shared before, maybe with the church congregation, and it's a picture of Dykstra Hall at Northwestern. And I don't know if you look, I think it would be on your right as you look at it, and, and um, there's some steps there. There's an entryway which is lower than the rest of the building, then right next on that, right on the edge of the picture, there's some steps. Well, those steps are pretty important to us because what we're saying is prayer is really important. Right. Prayer is looking to God and asking things of Him. It's submitting like some of the Jos songs Josiah had today about surrendering our hearts to God, mm -hmm. yielding to Him. Um, and uh, that, that is there. It's, um, that's what we did. And so 
That was very important. We, we didn't say what we did. We, <laughs> we prayed. Yeah. Yeah, Dijkstra Hall, it says, served as a dorm and cafeteria. And, but anyway, that's what we did when we committed our relationship to the Lord. Because by then, he, I, he knew that I was planning to not come back to Northwestern for my last two years, but transfer. Right, that's, you might have told me that night, I think, earlier in that afternoon, I think, I think so. you had told me that you weren't going to, and I think that was right after we had had our first date. The next time we got together, well, I'm moving 800 miles away to, <laughs> she didn't say it that way, but to Calvin College in Grand Rapids, oh, okay. So anyway, that whole next year, um, we didn't see each other. I was a senior. She was a uh, junior at Calvin. I was still at Northwestern. We did, I think it was that next, it was that summer, right after we had prayed on these steps, would go to, that would be photo number three. This was a surprise. He asked me to go with him to his friend's wedding. You had to, you were, you were one of his groomsmen. Mm. So it's like, oh, I like that. Kind of like a second date. And so this was, this was in Holland, or, well, this was Grand Rapids, or, or in Holland, Michigan, actually, which is close to Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, which was close to where Joyce was going to be going to college. Uh, just 20 miles away, maybe, something like that. And so that's what that picture number three is. It's us there at the wedding. So during that next year, then, I was in school. She was many miles away, many miles apart. Joyce is very consistent in writing letters. I'm not a great letter writer, I guess, because she says I didn't get any, or she didn't get Zero. any letters. She was very, I don't know, it was every week, but quite often I would get a letter. And uh, I had come up to the point, it was in March, well, it was Easter, it was in, in March of 1973, and, and we had had that break time. I had come back to college. She was still on break. She had come from Grand Rapids, Michigan to Leota, Minnesota to be with her family during Easter. Well, this is a letter that I found here just, and you can go to photo number five there, Pastor Dean. It's a letter I just found um, a few weeks ago. And it was from Joyce. And we've been talking a lot here lately with the things that are happening in the earth about trusting God, looking to Him in prayer, submitting our lives totally to Him, yielding them to him and uh, just trusting for his divine providence in our lives when things to be, seem to be all shaking around us, trusting in our good, good father to lead us. Well, that's what I was having to make a decision. She would just be a senior the next year, but I was graduating. What do I do? I mean, and so I had been to... A, I think it was after this letter, actually, I got that first interview, but 
Let's talk about this letter here now. This is what we. This is what we. So found. during Easter break, I went back to. I think I even went to my first college campus to see friends, and then from there I went to Northwestern to see my uh, friends there. And probably the only reason I saw Steve is he was coming out of his dorm, I believe, rushing to his class, and I happened to be right there. Thank you, Lord. It was a quickie <laughs> um, touch point, but then he shared a few things that he needed prayer for, whatever, and um, so this, this is the letter I wrote to him I think after I, I that. think I told her that I was coming to this, this decision, and I, I don't know if it was for one of our classes or our guidance counselor or what it was, but I had sent out, they, that's what they had us do. We, I sent out like 40 or 50 letters to prospective employers. And uh, I had just done that, I think, before I saw Joyce there. But go ahead. So anyway, I, I just said, um, Hi there, friend. This morning I read this really powerful devotional. I just thought of you right away and how you really must walk by faith as you face your unknown future as you graduate from Northwestern. Steve, you can be assured of the fact that I'll be praying for you, and I do believe in the power of prayer. I believe with all my heart that God has your future in his hands. I know he has great things in store for you. You are a beautiful person, Steve, because you are a man of God. I thank you for everything you've done for me, knowing you have helped me grow closer to my Lord. And I sure do thank God for that. And I hope and pray that you may help many others in the same way you have helped me. I just said it was good to see you, um, and I may not be home again for quite a spell, but I'm going to leave all my dear ones in his hands. Love from a sister in Christ. My P.S. was I'll be praying about your relationship with Marge, too, okay? And who's Marge? Well, Marge was someone that I had dated when I was a senior for that year. And, um, and so Joyce, I must have told you about her. And so she, she was praying for our relationship and uh, as well as for me, for what I would be doing in the future. And so I got an interview. One of the letters I had sent out was to Macross and Boys Ranch. She said, Cowboy, well, yes, I did a lot. A lot of my time I spent on farms, helping farmers, some ranchers, and so forth uh, in South Dakota. Mm -hmm. And so Macross and Boys Ranch by Sioux Falls sounded like a good, good fit to possibly be working there. Really good salary and everything. It seemed like, wow, that's the thing to do. But there was something right here which we have talked about many. If you've attended our church at all, you learned that we've talked about being led by the Holy Spirit and about an inner peace, an inner witness. Well, I didn't have that for that job. And uh, there was a poster 
in one of the halls of one of the classrooms, classroom buildings at Northwestern that was for Adventure in Mission, AIM it was called, Adventure in Mission with the Reformed Church in America. And it said you can have a year of volunteer work where we will assign you to some place, some ministry, some place or church somewhere in the world. And it wasn't just the United States, it could have been foreign countries. And there's something about that, I had a piece, but I was late in signing up, but the representative was coming to the college, and this was in probably April, and her name was Pat Steer. She came from Schenectady, New York, where the headquarters were for the denomination. And she, uh, I went to that meeting, and she says, we can get you in yet. And so I went through all the paperwork process. I filled that all in, sent it back with her. And a couple weeks later, still in college, letter came in the mail from Adventure and Mission from Pat Steer. And they said, we are pleased to let you know that you have been accepted with the Adventure and Mission program for this year of 73, 74. And we have assigned you, and you can go to picture number seven now, Pastor Dean. We have assigned you to the Other Way Youth Center in Grand Rapids, Michigan. <laughs> so, Grand Rapids, Michigan, where Joyce was going to college, Calvin College. I remember opening it in front of my, my house mother back then. We had what we called house mothers. And she's the one that would put the mail in the box. She's the one that told me as I was walking past, you got a letter from the Adventure in Mission because I had told her about it, that I had applied. I opened it up, I read it in front of her. She looked at me and she smiled because she knew about Joyce because she's the one that would put the she letters in the box. She also knew about Marge. <laughs> she also knew about Marge, yeah. Getting interesting. But Mom Reed, she was there. And she looked at me, she had a twinkle in her eye and a smile. She says, well, that's very convenient, <laughs> very convenient. And uh, so anyway, it was at the Other Way Youth Center. There's some pictures there of... So what he uh, did is, after this, he calls me. Um, first contact, you know, he'd never written anything other than that brief time on campus during Easter. And he has this, he says, hi. You know, and he acts like he just talked to me the day before about, yeah, I'll be coming to Grand Rapids. <laughs> and I was then in my spirit, I began to have that um, clue, a clue that this was something God was working on for me, for us. Yeah, and I think I had written on here the date of that letter somewhere. I think it was April 21, 1973. Or the phone call, I mean. Because oh. you had written it down somewhere. But anyway, so... At the Other Way Youth Center, what those pictures are, are some of the, what was a, a softball team that I, there's a, the middle picture on the right, that's Vic Vandermolen, he and I 
from these West Side kids, which were, I'd call them the down and outer kids. They were hooked on a lot of drugs and a lot of, sni they had sniffing, they sniffed a cleaning product, something called Toyol that was in a cleaning product. It was really damaging them and their bodies and their brains. And but they had never been winners at anything. And so we thought, well, they can be on a softball team. I bet you they could do well. And we did that. We joined a church league, and we actually you can see a trophy up in the upper right-hand corner. That's it. We won the championship. It was quite a day for them. And uh, there's a picture in the lower right-hand corner. That's of Joyce and I, or Joyce was there with us, with our family at some point. I'm not sure, honestly, just when that picture was taken, but... But anyway, we got to know each other then, in that year. We did have a lot of dates. Uh, actually, our dates, a lot of the time, were at... When we were ministering together, there was what we called an action group that we went to. It was junior high, mainly junior high. There were some senior hires, I guess, but it was a group of, quite a group of kids that met in the basement of a family that I've mentioned before, the Godfreys. And uh, Joyce and I became kind of leadership in that over time. And it was a group of young kids that were praising and worshiping the Lord. It was wonderful. Uh, it really was. But then we got to know each other. That's when we came to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We saw so many things. It was like a intense training, you might say. Uh, we were in meetings at that time. Revival was going on. Yes. There were meetings. I think there was just one night of the week we weren't at some kind of a meeting, one of us anyway. And uh, Bible studies, praise and worship groups and so forth. There was just a hunger for God and His Word. And then Joyce graduated, picture number eight, be photo number eight. Joyce graduated that next spring from Calvin College, and there's a picture of that. Did you want to say anything about that? I remember her parents coming up for that. And then we've shared some of the things with you about, I think yeah, it was another year then we stayed there. I worked in the Ottawa Hills Youth Center, or high school, after the first year I worked in the volunteer service, and the next year I worked as a, it was called auxiliary control person in Ottawa Hills High School, about 3,000 students. And they needed people there to help because there were a lot of riots and fights that were going on at that time. And so that's what I would, I would deal with those kind of things. And I was also, both of us really were youth leaders at the Eastminster Presbyterian Church in, oh, what town was that? It was just on the east, 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 uh, east Grand Rapids. So that's what, that's what we did for that next year, and we got to know each other well. And then March, it was on March 11 of 1975, then it was, that we decided to get married. Joyce says I really didn't ask her. We just, I just kind of, what did I do? 
I presumed, I guess. <laughs> we it's were gonna okay. get <laughs> we were gonna get married. Yeah. Thank um, you, Lord. And so we did. We I you know, this morning Joyce asked me, What did you say as we began this service here? Are are you going to do something? something? Special for me or something. You said, Are you going to thank you for being the mother of yeah. our children or whatever? I just had a flashback at that time of 40, what, six years ago or whatever it is, 47, 45 years ago, when we decided to get married, going up in her apartment and calling her parents, her mom answered, and I was on, I must have been on the phone to tell her that we had decided to get married I says, we're going to get married. I said, I think in October. And Joyce's mom says, well, aren't you going to ask if it's okay if you get married? <laughs> and she wasn't joking. You know, ask she was serious. That, yeah, I asked them. <laughs> and I guess I hadn't really thought about that. <laughs> I should have, I guess. But uh, then I did. I says, may we get married? She said, yes, you may get married. <laughs> and uh, so photo number 10 shows that. shows that we actually, in 1975, October 4, we got married. You can do number 11 also if it's there. Praise God. Just some pictures of of that day. This will be 45 years now. And then photo number 12 is a picture of Joyce's family. Some of them may be watching right now. I know some of you have been seeing these services. And you know who you are, but that's a long time ago. So, and then this is my family, number 13, shows our family. I want to say Happy Mother's Day to my yes. mother as well. Yes. The other happy parents are all in heaven rejoicing now, yes. but Mom Pomp is here with us still. She's in a stand of faith right now against something yes. coming against her body. We'll be sharing more about that later too, but stand with her in prayer. We're in agreement for healing for yes. her body. Yes. And then number 14, you could put that up there. This is one that we just added this morning. This morning when I got up, the very first thing I thought of was this photo. I went upstairs to dig it out. For our wedding, I drew and painted the framed praying hands Do you want me to that get are that there. Picture? Sure, you can get it. And it was like the Holy Spirit was just bringing to me as I was getting ready. It was prayer. It was like I was, I was seeing that. What had happened if I had not prayed about things with Steve or if we had not prayed together before I left for the other college, or if we had not continued 
to pray about things, I just thought, I'm so thankful that we prayed. And we're still, this is our life. This is our life. We pray. We pray. Now we have um, a wonderful son-in-law, two daughter-in-laws, seven grandkids. The prayer part is such a part of our life. As we're in different seasons of our life, the prayer, the prayer. And um, so I just... That's what was in my heart to encourage you. Uh, yes, we're in a different time right now, but pray about it. Pray about yourself. Mm. Pray about things with your, those in your family. Pray about things of, with, um, with ministry, with work. Pray about things with finances. Talk to the Lord about it. Just talk to the Lord about it. And the wonderful thing is... He answers. He leads. He guides. He provides. And so, um, how hard can it be anyway for us to just keep talking to the Lord about it? We got a lot of young people that were on the team today. You have futures ahead of you. The thing of, will there be a mate, the right mate? What will I do after I graduate? All of those questions. And I'm just so encouraged when I was seeing the wedding pictures, when that finally came to reality, we are going to plan a wedding. We are actually at our wedding. I had a depth of uh, my relationship with the Lord just Deepened because it brought me back to those few words that were seen to be in my spirit that this man will be your husband, and then the years that passed until it took place. Hmm. I saw my faithful God. That, that's what he is to each one of us. He continues to be so good, so faithful. And so we choose, as Sue has done here, we choose to believe in him, have faith in him, and we're going to keep praying about all those things in our lives. We yeah, just thank you, Lord. Sue, because Sue yeah, I told, put the display. Yes, you share that, it's right? very special. So... Praise God. It's the Lordship of Jesus Christ, submitting yourself as, to him as your Lord. If you haven't done that before, it would be good to do it now. You've heard me share, many of you, I did that when I was a freshman at Northwestern. You know, I was struggling with the thing, if I really allow him to be the Lord of my life, he'll make me marry somebody I don't want to marry and do something I don't want to do and all this. Well, totally lie. It's a lie of the devil, of Satan. And the truth is, Philippians 2, 9 through 11, it says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. 
I want to do it now rather than when I'm, you know, later on. I want to do it now. And then the other thing, he's, it's his lordship, but then he's also Jehovah Jireh. He's the provider. God will provide. He has that provision, that providence that we were talking about. The Lord will provide. And just a scripture here from Genesis 22. And Abraham said to his young men, this is after God had told him to sacrifice Isaac on the mount. Stay here with the donkeys. The lad and I will go yonder and worship. And notice what he says. He had faith in God. He says, and we will come back to you. We, his son, and he. And Abraham said, my son, my God, will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. And then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked. This is skipping down to verse 13. This is after the angel had stopped him from taking his son's life. And he looked behind him, and there was a ram caught in the thicket by the horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, The Lord will provide, that's Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. And you just think about that. Way out ahead of time, the Lord started growing a thicket up on that Mount Moriah. Way back, a thicket big enough and strong enough to hold a lamb that got, a ram that got stuck in it. But he also had this ram go on a journey that brought him just at the right time and to the right place, to the right thicket, to get stuck in, that he couldn't get away. He was right there at that moment. And that's the thing that he will do in your life, if you end my life, our life, if we like Abraham, will submit our lives totally unto him. It's like giving our life to him. He that will lose his life will truly find it. He will have the thickets, he'll have the rams, he'll have everything in place for you that you don't have to finagle it and make it work out. He'll do it for you. This is our testimony this morning of what he did for us. And we will forever be grateful for eternity for that. But we had submitted our lives to his lordship like we sang in the songs this morning, at least one of them, submitting our lives to him, sitting together on the steps of Dykstra Hall, praying, asking the Lord to take the future of our relationship. He provided it, and he'll provide for you. Be still and know that he is God. In the midst of the storm, which is what Psalm 46 talks about in trouble, verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. By the New American Standard Version there says, Cease striving 
It's in your own flesh and your own strength that make things work out in your life. And it sure causes an awful lot of worry, anxiety, dread, depression, pressure, pressure, stress, when we think we have to be the ones working it out. And this is for anything in your life and my life today that is out there that's trouble or that's an issue or that could be or just our future. What does my future look like? You can trust God for it and all will be good. At another time and maybe a Sunday morning, some, maybe a Wednesday morning, I'll share. This is the little note that Joyce had in, in the letter. She sent it to me. She says, I thought of you, Steve, as I read this. And it's faith in trials. And uh, we'll get that to that another time. This is what the Lord wanted for today. Praise God. So, Psalm 32, verse 8. We'll close with that. This happened to be just before I had made the decision to, to ask Joyce to marry me or talk to her about getting married, however it was. I was in the office of the Other Way Youth Center. No, this was the year before that. This was before... Was I supposed to go back to Volga or what? Joyce was here in Grand Rapids. And I was done with my year of adventure and mission. I didn't know what I was going to do. Another one of those junctures. And I was in the office. There was a magazine, a Christian magazine, on the desk in the office. I had just been praying about this again. Prayer, remember? I'd just been praying. And here the magazine was open. It was on an advertisement for a particular Bible, and it was showing the font of the Bible, and it had a scripture verse circled in this magazine showing the font, and it had highlighted yellow. And this is it, Psalm 32.8. And I put my name in it then, Steve God, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. That's what he's saying to you today and to us concerning our lives as individuals, as families, in our workplace, in our businesses, wherever we are. He will teach us in the way that we should go and he will guide us with his eye. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You want to close in prayer for us, Joyce? Father God, we are just so thankful that we are your children today. Thank you, Lord, that we are in your heart. You are in our heart. We thank you, Lord. We don't have to live as know-it-alls, have to have be in charge and planning and striving and um, all that pressure and stress. 
but as a child with a father, as a child with a mother, the guidance father, that is, that's what moms and dads do. They guide the children. And we're so thankful, Father, for your guidance, Father God, that that's just what you do for us. And we thank you, Lord. We can trust you. It's not just what you can do, but we can know that you will be doing this. We can yes. trust your goodness. Yes. Not that just you, yeah, God could be good or you are good to us. And we're going to see that unfolding day by day. So we thank you, Father, that in your way you made a plan that we might individually yes. trust in yes. you. Be as a little child with his mother. Be as a little child with his father. And just enjoy trusting you. We give you, we give you ourselves today, Father, anew and afresh. No matter what age we might be. A child, a youth, college age, uh, just getting married, any of that, Father. Um, young fam uh, a mother, father with young children, um, all the different seasons of the life, all the way to um, mom, pump, 94 years old, Lowell, Lowell, 96. Lord, these special ones, no matter what age, we just continue to have thankful hearts. Yes. We're in relationship with the Father God, the creator of the universe. Yes. We are privileged. We are privileged to know you, yes. to trust you, to have faith in you and your wonderful word. Thank you for your word, your bi the Bible for us. Yes. Thank you, Father, for renewed hunger yes. and thirst Amen. to get into Amen. your word and to hear your word. Thank you, Father, for hearts that will just more and more quickly ask you first, talk to you first, yes. before we even start to talk a problem. We talk to you first, and then we listen. We listen, expecting your answers, expecting your guidance. We love you today, Father God, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, always within us as our personal helper and guide. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. And we will keep you informed, like with the emails and updates we'll give on Wednesday too, if we know more. We know next Sunday we'll still be having the service like this, like we are today. The 24th, we aren't sure yet, but we'll let you know as soon as we know. So God's blessings to yes, you all, in Jesus' name.
Amen. Praise God. Tell me, fear. 